Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today, we arrive at our conclusion, but it will be a three-part conclusion. I found that there's too much to say to conclude in one episode, so it'll take three episodes. So the conclusion, part one. When Blessed George arrived in Rome in 1925, after his seven tumultuous years as Bishop of Vilnius, he felt relief. He wanted to stay there and establish the general curia of the Marians there and a Marian house of studies in Rome. The Marians had had a house in Rome near St. Mary Major at the end of the 18th century. Uh, it was connected to the Church of St. Vito, but Napoleon Bonaparte had thrown all of the foreign religious communities out of Rome at that time, including the Marians. In his letter in 1925, one of the letters that he wrote to a uh, confrere, he said about being in Rome, I feel calm and happy in Rome, in this center of Catholicism. We recall the graces that he had received during the Ad Limina visit in 1923, which he then wanted to share with his flock in his pastoral letter of that year. Pope Pius XI appreciated all that Blessed George had endured in Vilnius, and so on September 1st, 1925, he was appointed an archbishop. Now, when a bishop is not the ordinary or the head of a diocese, he becomes a titular bishop of a titular see. This is the name of a city or an area that used to be the seat of a diocese, but is no longer functioning as such. Perhaps a formerly Christian land is now under Muslim control, or there may be other historical reasons. Blessed George became the titular Archbishop of Adulis, which is in Ethiopia. He probably never traveled to Ethiopia. I know he didn't, but he became the titular Archbishop of that diocese, which had existed in the past. Blessed George wrote of his plans in a letter to a fellow Marian. He wrote, We must at last create the general government and the curia of our congregation, it is equally necessary to establish a college for educated and educating and training our brethren, seminarians. I alone cannot manage this work. We do not see any other more suitable candidate for this job than you, Father. He was writing to Father Casimir Reclites, one of his friends who did end up coming to Rome and doing great work in our general curia. Then he wrote in the letter, The Holy Father received me very warmly, and prior to that, he had sent me a very nice letter. He promised to continue to support me in my service and help in the work concerning our religious matters. He advised me to talk to his eminence, Cardinal Vicar uh, Pompili. It would seem that he wanted to find us a small church and a residence. Unfortunately, that never came to be. Divine Providence had another important job for Blessed George before he died. The Vatican and Poland had reached an agreement in February of that year called a Concordat. <clears throat> they had placed the city of Vilnius and the surrounding region under the ecclesial administration of Poland. That is what led to Blessed George's stepping back. He knew that the Polish government wouldn't want a Lithuanian archbishop. The Lithuanian government was not happy with that agreement. They considered it harmful to their interests. By the way, Vilnius is now the capital of Lithuania, so we can see why that caused such great tensions. 
Lithuania at that time claimed that the Holy See was siding with Polish interests, and they refused to let the apostolic delegate enter. The Lithuanian people resented the Pope. Now, on December 7, 1925, Pope Pius XI appointed Blessed George the apostolic visitator to Lithuania and sent him there to assuage the tensions. Blessed George had never wanted to be a diplomat, but he became a good one. He arrived in Kaunas on December 13, 1925. Let's listen to what he says about the situation in a letter. I found the church in Lithuania in a terrifying state in many respects. It made me cry like a baby. It would seem that Lucifer himself had worked there with a legion of evil spirits, undermining and destroying the foundations of the church. Contacts with the Holy See are nearly broken off due to incomprehensible prejudice and distrust, often turning into hatred towards the head of the church. The Masons took advantage of the situation, skillfully infiltrating Catholic circles. On the one hand, they endeavored the best way they could to offend the Holy Father, speaking on behalf of the Catholics. And on the other hand, they blamed the same Holy Father and slandered him before the Lithuanians. The hidden devil's hand seemed to be pushing the nation nearly to apostasy. And what shall I say about some priests? God save them. But I also found many souls, both among the clergy as among the laity, that are truly devoted to God and the Church. Thus I understood that there was no other way of getting rid of that kind of evil spirit than by oratione et eunio, praying and fasting. He found a sympathetic reception in Kaunas for the most part, but there were those who said he had come to defend Polish interests. He had to accomplish basically three things, re-establishing contact with the Holy See, organizing a new ecclesiastical province, and preparing an agreement with the Holy See called a Concordat. He began meeting with Catholics to lay the groundwork to accomplish these goals. We'll hear how it went tomorrow. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, 
Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.